0: hello
1: hello everyone
0: welcome I'm Nicole
1: and my name is Jane
0: we've been friends for a long time almost four years maybe I think met in university and we've done a lot together
1: yeah I think we've been friends yeah almost four years we met in our first computer science course at the University of Waterloo
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's almost five years then. Maybe that's why we've Who been knows? friends
1: so long is because we saw each other at our darkest moments. Within the first <laughs> year of knowing each other,
0: <laughs> we started off really low.
1: <laughs> we knew we knew what we were getting ourselves into.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we just saw our uh, brain waves; they just matched instantly. Yeah, it was it
1: like, w- oh, you're depressed and anxious. Me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we've been through a lot together over the past four years, and going through a lot together now, even though we live across the country from each other now, um, but still going through it together.
1: Yes, somehow the universe always finds a way to keep us on some sort of the same, (laughs) not the same exact path, but same life events, kind of follow suit.
0: Similar! Yeah. Similar life events happen for us in very similar order. Yes. Um, and, yeah, we have each other to help each other get through them. And um, we're both in, like, a growth and self-discovery phase of life, being in our almost mid-20s. Ah! Um, going through a lot of, uh, like, finding ourselves, and it sounds very cliche, but it's very, very true. And just getting through, you know, the sad parts of life, the heartbreak parts of life, the happy parts of life. Um, and kind of everything in between, all together.
1: Exactly. We're just trying to find where we fit in the world, and we're kind of hoping that this podcast can serve as a bit of a journal for us to look back on and see how far we've come. And I also feel like a lot of young people are experiencing this new era of finding yourself and self-growth, and who knows? Maybe this could help someone along the way by no means are we professionals we're just speaking from personal experience and what we have learned on the road to growing
0: (laughs) yeah yeah definitely does not meant to be a prescriptive podcast or prescriptive you know in any means um but we do have a lot of experience in a whole bunch of things so we're excited to dive into a bunch of different topics and kind of explore our our experiences with them And uh, see what kind of lessons we learned along the way And yeah, like Jane said, maybe help someone Or if someone's going through something very similar It's nice to hear that other people have got through similar things, for sure
1: Exactly, and with that being said We'd like to officially (laughs) welcome you to the Forever in Bloom podcast (laughs) Theme music, boom, 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 boom
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think um, just a little background on the title, I guess We wanted to kind of have like Uh, when you start your own self-discovery journey and your own healing journey and anything else that you know you might be dealing with you can start it but there really is no end and there really is no like cap of healing and cap oh i'm healed and you're you're never really finished being the person you're meant to be it just is a continuous cycle so you're just forever growing and you're forever you know blooming into the person you're supposed to be
1: exactly i completely agree with everything that you just said i feel like As humans we are always evolving and we're always picking up new puzzle pieces to build who we're supposed to be and where we fit in this world and so I think in this podcast we are going to talk about a lot of the different puzzle pieces that we have found and what's worked for us and helped us figure out who we are right now and also kind of help navigate the new puzzle pieces that we find and try to see where they might fit in this new version or chapter of our lives. So yeah, super excited.
0: Very excited. I think uh, I think we, we wanted to start it off by kind of introducing like a quote that we liked or something that we found throughout the week that kind of like resonated with us. Did um, you want to
1: share your quote first or would you like me?
0: Do you want to go first? Because I have like four of them that I don't... Okay, we're going to
1: make a game time decision to. with Nicole's <laughs> quote. But <laughs> for my <mine, Yeah>. uh, <laughs> yeah. this week, since our topic this week oh truman is just saying hello truman is my cat for those listening that may not know um i'm assuming most of you guys do know but that, that weird sound, sound did not
0: did not come out of a person
1: no it did not come out of me there's no demon inside my apartment it's just truman talking to the crows on my roof Um, So the quote that I chose this week is kind of in relation to the topic that we're going to be talking about this week Which is relationships and breakups
0: Woo! Beautiful topic
1: Yes, this will be the first of, I'm sure, a few episodes that we will do on this topic Because Lord knows we have enough experience with dating and different scenarios And I really do think you find the most of yourself through a breakup oh my goodness you discover so much in the trenches of heartbreak so yeah my quote this week is kind of in line with that and with that being said here is here's my quote she's a little paraphrased i don't know who or where i picked this up from i'm pretty sure my mom was the one to say it to me first but it's the classic some people come into your life for a reason and others only for a season. So, what I kind of take away from that is that sometimes with a relationship it can be a fusion of two. This person is in your life for a reason and they've definitely impacted you in some way, but it's also okay if that person's only in your life for a season. Just because someone comes into your life and impacts you and you fall in love and everything is just butterflies and rainbows and then all of a sudden it comes to a stop. There's nothing wrong with that. That person was in your life for a reason, and sometimes it is just for a season. There's nothing you can do about it. It's just, you kind of got to roll with the punches, and if something's meant to be, it will be. Yeah. That is my quote for the week. It is a constant reminder that I'm saying in my head whenever something happens and someone walks out of my life, I just remind myself that they taught me a lesson, and I'm grateful for the time that we did have together
0: yeah i think once you understand that not everyone's going to be in your life forever there is like a sense of peace that comes with that because the more you force people Mm -hmm. to be like the opposite the more you force if someone is only supposed to be in your life for a season and the more you force it to be for you know life it just makes you know makes your world come crashing down so much faster than it needs to be And um, I honestly do believe that attachment is the root of all suffering. And the more you attach to certain beliefs and certain people, the more you're going to suffer. And if you just let go and let go of, you know, your expectations of how long someone's supposed to be in your life, like, the quicker you'll find peace, for sure.
1: Yep, I completely agree. (laughs) It's all about what's meant to be, will be. Yeah. And I really like how you said the root of all suffering is when you build all these expectations especially when it revolves around like attaching someone and building a life with someone as you do in a relationship it can be really easy to not notice the signs that you are compromising yourself and your growth and your path just to keep this person in your life who was only supposed to be there for a season yeah. um, and that's a really really hard thing to recognize and i in no way am saying that I am not guilty of doing this in the past and chances are I'll likely do it again. I mean, I think it's kind of part of human nature. You really want to try and make things work and give it your all, but you also need to know when to call it quits and when to pull the trigger and just end it and move forward. Not hold yourself back from what the universe is trying to offer you.
0: Yeah hundred percent the universe will rip something so quickly out of your life if it's like let go of this thing please this is not helping you whatsoever it's time for it to go um and the more you attach yourself to like what you think is supposed to happen and who you think is supposed to be in your life um the universe obviously has a a plan and a way of working and who knows what it is but the more you like try to correct the universe and the way you try to like force your own reality is just gonna make you it's gonna make you hurt in the end for sure big time Um, exactly
1: does a lot more harm than it does good
0: (laughs) yeah uh i think like the way you kind of talked about that helped me pick (laughs) pick one of my quotes um perfect (laughs) i love that (laughs) and it's uh do not lose yourself trying not to lose someone else and that has like really resonated with me recently because i can so easily let go of any of my emotional needs in a relationship or any of my you know wants in a relationship i can so easily let go of those if i see the other person is happy and instead of disturbing their peace and disturbing their happiness with what i need in a relationship and what's going to satisfy my emotional needs I can so easily like push those aside and um, I have a very I've been told this a few times I have a very motherly love language like in a relationship and that just means like unconditional love my needs come second like when you're a mother it's like your needs come last right like um, above all things that's why moms are great and it It just, like, I'm so used to, and I can do this so easily, but, like, push my needs aside just to make the other person happy and just to make sure the other person is as fulfilled as they can possibly be in the relationship, and then I'm left to kind of pick up the pieces of myself and kind of satisfy my own emotional needs, which does not happen in a relationship. That's not why you're in a relationship. You're in it for, you know, both people to be happy, Um, and it just, I've lost myself trying not to lose someone else. And it, it hurts because you <laughs> most likely end up losing them. And um, then you're left like with a shell of yourself, not knowing who you were because the only thing, like I, I was in a relationship one time where um, like every spare moment of my day, well, every spare like thought that I had, everything that occupied my mind was, what's the next thing I can do to make this person happy? What's the next thing I can cook for them? What's the next thing I can do for them? What's the next thing I can say for them? And, um, it, like, it worked for me because I, you know, like I said, my, my love language is very giving, so, like, it was, in a way, kind of satisfying my emotional needs, but it definitely wasn't reciprocated, and it just, it shows a lot when you two separate of, um, where your emotional needs met or not, for sure. Shows a lot. That's my quote.
1: (laughs) I... I think that is very powerful, and that actually, I wrote down a piece of advice mm-hmm. for this episode that aligns perfectly with what you just said. And it was that a relationship is a balance of giving and taking. And if you find yourself giving more than you're receiving, then that's a sign to take time and reevaluate the relationship. And you might have to confront some pretty uncomfortable thoughts and potentially think about. Ending it and walking away just for your own well-being, um, and that was a big thing I struggled with, very similarly to your story. Like I find in relationships, I am the most happy when I am doing something that's going to make the other person happy. Like yeah. I'm just always thinking about, oh, like the next thing I could give them as like a little gift, or like if I find a song that I think is really cool, I find that like really exciting to share with them, and like I want to hear their thoughts if they like it or not whatever, it may be. Um, I, myself, was also in a relationship where I just thought it was normal for that to happen. I just thought that like, oh, no guys out there would ever. Like, it's just (laughs) not a guy thing. Like, this is just, girls are always, like, giving and more caring and pay more attention and this is just men. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have since learned that that is not true and there are capable men who will pay attention and if someone loves you enough they will love you in the ways that you need and you'll find that it is a balance of giving and taking it's not always going to be 50 50 but there definitely should be a little bit of a consistency there yeah it definitely should not be you always wishing and wanting this person to put in more effort and it just not happening
0: yeah that's so tough 100 percent, so tough um there's another like quote i can't i came across it was from a podcast i completely forget who what the podcast was and who said it but it stuck with me enough to remember in this moment but it was just talking around that relationships aren't 50 50 they're 100 zero you give 100 and you expect zero and if both people are giving a hundred and expecting zero you both end up with a hundred and that's what you wanted in the first place rather than half an effort kind of waiting to see if the other person's gonna give half your effort and then you you know you give the rest of your 50 or whatever it is and that but that only works a hundred and zero and a hundred and zero only works if both people are doing it if one person Mm -hmm. is giving a hundred and expecting zero they're probably gonna get zero if the other person is because just imagine being on the other side of that getting a hundred percent of a person and giving zero um Mm -hmm. you know that's (laughs) great for you but um of course not uh sustainable for the other person and for the relationship and relationships only work obviously if it's two people choosing each other and and two people choosing to make it work it it won't work any other way
1: exactly and i feel like up until more recent years like a lot of the relationships that i was in in my young 20s or like, yeah, early 20s, kind of like that 18, 19 range. It's impossible to expect people of that age to be willing to give 100% of themselves Yeah. <laughs> to another person. Like, we were so young. And that's where I think I've learned the most, is from being in relationships. I've been in relationships basically my entire life. Uh, Post-puberty life, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I not like I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm a serial dater but I feel more comfortable in a relationship mm. than I do, or I did. I felt more comfortable in a relationship than I did being single and trying to navigate the whole hookup scene culture, and there was just so much pressure that came around being single. In high school and university and i was just i always found myself in relationships i don't know why but it is what it is and i learned a lot
0: you're making it seem like you were in 10 different relationships you were in like three relationships
1: <laughs> i know and they were all like long yeah so it's, I that's, don't know. A, that's different like, it's what different do you mean you've always been in yeah. relationships but it's like it's different they were all substantial like over a year um commitments mm-hmm. but i look back at it now and i thought that i was ready to give 100 percent of myself but the reality is is I had no idea who I was and what I wanted out of a relationship so I was just kind of going along to get along Mm -hmm. and in my longest relationship which was uh, three years I had just completely settled I just thought that this was what it should be like I was always going to feel a little sad that I wasn't being loved in the ways that I needed and that my love languages weren't being met but I was just like oh well this is life, like we've been together for so long, the next step is obviously getting married and this will be the rest of my life. And even though that made me unhappy, the idea of leaving was so terrifying that I was- I was totally fine with allowing things to continue as they were. I can't remember why I got on this tangent, but maybe Nicole can ring it back
0: for me. (laughs) I honestly don't remember either. Um, But I I, like am in such a similar boat Um, from the ages to 16 to 24. I've been single for like a year and a half total, like less than a year and a half total. And I've been in three relationships since I was 16, um, my longest one being four and a half years. And it's so difficult to give a hundred percent of yourself or a hundred percent to the relationship when you don't even know who you are you don't know the version of the person you want to be and I find like looking back it's I kind of feel like it stunted my emotional growth a little bit because a lot of my brain was occupied into making this other person happy not myself happy but this other person happy and not saying like I regret being in the relationship every relationship has taught me so much um, like no matter how long it was and it but mm-hmm. it's like it's hard looking back and like knowing that a lot of my spare time was spent on this on a person trying to make them happy and stable and make sure that they were okay it's like it's a lot for your brain to handle when you're 17 and you're just trying to f- yes. figure out who you are and what you like and what hobbies you have and and like I think that's why Jade and I struggle with this kind of, of like we're trying to pick up new hobbies now because we just dropped all of them when we were in relationships because we're like all right my hobby is making this person happy and my hobby is being in a relationship and my spare time is is making you know spending with this person watching a tv show or doing whatever we did and it's like now we're 24 and we're like um clay class (laughs) i don't know uh how do
1: i make an oh my god (laughs) yes (laughs) like having no idea what interests you actually have like i could not agree more that just completely not blew my mind because i knew but just like hearing it out loud again is just so true we're trying to learn about ourselves and what we enjoy doing just as like nicole and jay Mm -hmm. just as individuals like trying to figure that out at 24 is so difficult because now we also have adult things going on (laughs) like a nine to five work job and oh yeah i need to work out and stay healthy and meal prepping and we have cats like we have little (laughs) furry babies running around that we need to take care of and it's like what was i doing trying to make these relationships work when i was so young and when i could have been focusing on a hobby or something and if i had done that and i stuck with it until now who knows where i'd be i feel like emotionally and mentally i'd be so much more secure in myself yeah. But now I'm 24, like you say, being like, hi, I'd like to take a dance class maybe? Yeah. Or what about a pottery <laughs> class? Yeah. And, and we we're also starting at the beginning. I, yeah. I feel like such a loser <laughs> <No>. <laughs> going into a new hobby and just not starting anything new is scary and can make you feel stupid. But it's just such a weird position to be in to be like, wow, I spent all of my time focusing on a person as a hobby, and it was never guaranteed that that person was going to be in my life forever. So the fact that I invested all of that time into a person that is now just out wandering the earth. Yeah. Oh, man. It's just a lot to take in and think about. Either way, I'm glad that we are here now and figuring it out. I'd rather be 24 figuring out my hobbies than- 54? Say 54. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like, at least we're having a bit of like an identity crisis at an appropriate age. Not that there's an inappropriate age to have an identity crisis, let me stress that. No. We're all just trying to figure it out, but...
0: Yeah, trying to figure out yourself now is just as important as figuring yourself out when you're in your 50s or however old you, you are. But it's um, it's hard coming to that conclusion, being so young, like both getting out of serious relationships at 24, and you're, you you, have your whole life ahead of you, obviously. You had your whole life ahead of you this entire time. But it's just even more, you know, relevant now with all the spare time that we have, being 24 and working a 40-hour-a-week job and trying to navigate life outside of that. And um, it's hard, for sure. Um, what do you think your biggest, like, lesson from a relationship has been?
1: I think, besides what we just had... that was a huge lesson was coming to learn that it's so cliche but you got to learn to love yourself as a whole first before you can fully give yourself to someone else that was huge lesson and we don't need to reiterate that beat a dead horse we just went into it so I'm gonna say one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in relationships um, was probably how to love someone during Their lowest points. Loving someone who is going through a traumatic experience, like losing a parent or losing, even losing like a dog or just depression in general, like life in general, can be so hard. And being in a relationship with someone who is kind of lost in that darkness can be so emotionally draining as well as emotionally rewarding. You get to see them at their lowest points and you get to kind of help be part of the healing process and be a source of happiness which is honestly a feeling like no other it really can make you feel like you're on top of the world if you can make this person smile or feel better for just a moment that you're doing it all like you're doing it right this is love this is what it should be you should be lifting each other up and it is a beautiful and hard thing i learned a lot about myself and how much i could compromise my own emotional being uh, to be there for a partner that could not be there for me, and even though it wasn't the healthiest way to learn that about myself, um, i'm still grateful that i learned it. like i know that in future relationships should something happen, obviously everyone's different and deals with their trauma differently, but i feel like i have a bit of a toolkit now to be there for someone going through a really tough time. and kind of reversed, i feel like i know now what i need from a relationship and from someone when they are going through something like that like it's okay to set boundaries and to realize that just because someone's going through a hard time doesn't mean that they get to put no effort into the relationship whatsoever oh my goodness yeah um so yeah that was a huge hard lesson for me to learn yeah and if i'm honest i think it was the hardest lesson to learn because I really tied a lot of that relationship around that type of love. And that's not what a long-term relationship should be built off of. Yeah, you're gonna have good and bad days and obviously you can't control what happens in the world and some things are gonna rock. Completely throw a wrench in the plans of someone's life. And at which point you kinda gotta decide if it's better for them to deal with the trauma on their own or if you're gonna be able to survive through it with them. And I definitely compromised myself and my emotions and my mental well-being just because I felt like if you're in love with someone, you wouldn't, like you, through sickness and health, better or for worse. Note to self, that only counts when you're like gonna get married and it's like a done deal. Yeah, You can put everything into it and love someone through their worst and they could still just end up being not the person who you need them to be.
0: Yeah, it, um, it definitely comes down to like unconditional love, at least from my point of view, for sure. I think some people, can see your situation the other way around where like you would get mad that you helped them through this and they still left or you were you got mad that i was there for you during your lowest and like i you owe me it back kind of thing like people can get angry that it's not reciprocated Mm -hmm. and either if they left or if it's just empty on their side of the relationship and i think that comes out a lot you can you can definitely tell someone's type of love when their relationship ends from my point of view i think i think the truth comes out when their relationship ends hundred percent and if someone is i'll go through the i guess this point of view of if someone's breaking up with you and crumbling your world breaking your heart ripping your heart out of your chest and you get mad and you say well you don't deserve love and you don't deserve happiness and screw you for even thinking that this would work and getting mad that's not unconditional love that is selfish love that is you only deserve love if it's with me that is selfish love, hundred percent. Unconditional love is someone ripping your heart out of your chest and still looking at them and saying, "You deserve the world, and I hope you get everything you were working towards and ten times more. And I hope you find the love of your life, because it's it's not me. That is so apparent when someone breaks a relationship up or breaks up with you or however it ends. If you end the other, if you end the relationship and someone comes back at you with one of those scenarios, I think. I think it's sad that a lot of people don't see the difference. If someone gets mad at you after breaking up, it's it's selfish love, 100%. And you can pretend that it was real, sure, but it was never unconditional, if that's how they act, right? And it's just like knowing what you lose and knowing what you have is super important. And I think that like definitely, definitely comes out. You know, you can, you can love someone to the best of your ability for X amount of years, X amount of months. Um, and if they wake up one day and say, I don't need this anymore it's not up to you to convince them that they do it's not up to you to change their mind that no you do need it and no, this is the right thing and it's kind of ties back to what you were we were talking about at the top of the episode of forcing things and it's like if someone if you loved someone to the best of your ability and in, in the most appropriate way that you saw that they were ne- that they needed to be loved and they wake up one day and say thanks I've had enough this was you know thanks for now um, it's not it's not up to you to get mad and to get angry and to convince them otherwise, it's it's just time to, you know, let go and let the universe have their way with things and kind of open your heart to someone else one day and, and give them the, the most appropriate love that, that you can, for sure. Definitely got off topic there a little bit, but I felt, I felt like it needed to be said.
1: <laughs> I, I think everything that you said is completely and utterly true. It's, <laughs> you learn so much about someone at the end of a relationship yeah and it's almost like you're taking those rose-colored glasses off Mm -hmm. for the first time and you're just kind of having to step back and be like wow seeing how this person handled the breakup whether it be the way that they broke up with you or the way that they handled you breaking up with them mm-hmm. speaks- it speaks volumes to their character. Like you said, you can instantly tell whether or not the love that they had for you was unconditional or if it was conditional. They loved you mm-hmm. under a certain set of circumstances and since those circumstances are over- There's no more love. As is.
0: Yeah. They love. Yeah, for sure. That's why I also like I think it's really important to pay attention to how they act after a relationship before you make too many like quick judgments of, you know, just taking your like rose-colored glasses off and looking at how they're acting if they're going out and, you know, getting over you by getting <laughs> under all these other people, you know, like it, it's they're not healing and Maybe that's the way they're going to deal with it, but they're not healing and maybe they didn't love you the way you thought they did (laughs) And it's just letting go of of the way you thought that they loved you because that's just gonna That's gonna sting so deep if you're still trying Mm -hmm. to project a certain type of love onto them And it's just they're just giving you so many signs that that's not what it is for sure
1: Exactly and recognizing the signs is Equally as hard
0: Yeah, I have I have another like lesson I I kind of wanted to bring up and this isn't really like something that it's more of like an observed lesson um than it mm-hmm. is something that I've 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 experienced um that I've you know come to the, my own conclusion anyway <laughs> it's, it's that if you've only ever been In toxic relationships and if you've only ever been or even if you've only ever been around toxic relationships and toxic love and you've only experienced toxic love you're gonna think that a healthy love and a healthy relationship is boring a million percent you're gonna think it's boring you're gonna misinterpret that as a lack of love as a lack of connection as a lack of like spark because when someone's giving you toxic love they're making you work for it so that's a reward you're you're you have to work for someone's attention You have to work for someone's love and in toxic relationships you get really high highs, but you get horrible lows and once you enter a neutral healthy relationship That steady line of love is gonna become boring to you because you're you're looking for those extreme highs And of course the extreme lows that come with it But the healthy relationship that you get into you're not going to understand that it's not going to be comparable to a toxic relationship relationship and the highs the high highs are going to look different and there won't be as low lows Um, and if you're forever trying to match those highs and lows of a toxic relationship you're never going to be satisfied and you're never going to be happy and i think it's so important to understand and to look back at your previous relationships and especially if you're having troubles finding relationships now when you're single or or whatever you're having issues in your current relationships to look back at your previous ones and register if they were toxic or not because once you go from someone who makes you work for their love, who is emotionally immature, who is a, plays games in relationships, who is emotionally unavailable, to someone completely 180 who is emotionally mature, who is emotionally available, who doesn't make you work for love, who is constantly giving you the love that you need. Once you switch between those two, you're going to get bored and you're going to get bored really fast. And I think it's really important. It's a lesson that I've witnessed um, that I take very close to my heart um and it's just it's it's scary and it's scary if you don't know how to how to re-break out of that relationship for sure
1: okay so that was a little bit of abrupt end to nicole's thought there i think it would just make most sense now to explain to our listeners how we are filming this and are i guess recording this while living in different countries so yeah for anyone who may not know i moved to seattle washington in february of 2021 for work and very sadly had to leave my little nicole (laughs) in ontario to continue her job and yeah we have kind of always talked about maybe doing a podcast one day and now it's just finally come to be a real thing that we can do and we found that the best way for this to work would be for each of us to record our own audio and then FaceTime or Facebook chat.
0: FaceTime sucks. FaceTime absolutely sucks. FaceTime
1: <laughs> really <Will> sucks. You? <laughs> she gets overwhelmed yeah. and just pieces out. We use anything <laughs> but FaceTime in, in order to see yeah. each other. <laughs> we did. We have tried it in the past. Does not work. Um, of all places, Facebook Messenger video seems to be working the best. Yeah. Except for every once in a while, uh, it'll just drop mid, mid-sentence, <laughs> no warning, and that is what you guys just experienced now. Nicole was in the middle of a beautiful thought, <laughs> and then we got the dreadful little recalculating yeah. <laughs> circle, and then the call dropped, so if there are any abrupt endings to a thought or the other person doesn't really answer <laughs> That is why. chances are that's what's happened <laughs> um maybe one day we'll be able to film an episode or two in person so we don't actually have to deal with
0: these technical mm. issues
1: but i would say we are in the perfect digital age right now to be podcasting thousands of miles apart yeah
0: i know i've done uh, a couple of thoughts in a row but before i say another lesson that i've learned did do you have another lesson you'd like to uh to explain not really i can go um so this one like this one really hit me hard recently like it was something i really had to drill into my brain in order to kind of get through a little piece i was going through and it could have it was it was under my quote section originally but it's just basically that you will never be enough for the wrong person period and you cannot you cannot make someone love you more by giving them something they already don't appreciate and it's it's a hard conclusion to come to and it's a hard lesson to learn and it's a hard It's definitely a hard piece of information to, you know, really comprehend. But the best way I can kind of put it that you'll never be enough for the wrong person is if someone is out in the world only looking for someone with brown eyes, that is like a non-negotiable, that is the only thing that they will look at. I want brown eyes and that's it. You could have the biggest, brightest, most beautiful green eyes in the entire world, to this person they just won't be brown and you can bang on this closed door as long as you'd like begging for them to say that you know what your green eyes will do or your green eyes will are beautiful too you can try to force this person to make you see to make them see your value and your beautiful green eyes or you could just turn around and go find someone who will love your green eyes for what they are and it's hard to understand that that person is just not for you doesn't mean that your value is any less they're just not for you it's hard it's definitely hard especially like maybe i can get out of the analogy now but especially if you have history or if there was a chance there or something to then turn around and say like this person's not for me is it's hard it's it's a hard lesson but i think it's an important lesson to not force things to happen and to not force people to see your value for sure
1: exactly i think that is also a really good point for when you find yourself in a relationship and things are just comfortable, but you can tell that it's not giving you what you need and you feel like you should hold on to something because you've held on for this long. Like why give up now? Uh, Knowing when to walk out and find someone who appreciates you for who you are and everything that you will be versus someone who loves who you were and just wants you to be that person from now until death—like, Like it is so hard. Yeah, to recognize that and sadly I think it's easier to recognize once you're already out of the relationship versus being proactive and realizing it while you're in it and then being able to handle it within the relationship they're tough conversations to have and I think growing up and going forward for me especially I want to be able to step back while I'm in a relationship and just kind of do a little quick evaluation of like where I'm at, where my partner is at, where we are aligning and where we may be falling short and being strong enough to know that okay if we are having more issues than we are positive attributes in this relationship then I can walk away and I will be okay and there will be someone out there who will love me for me. Not just staying in a relationship because it's comfortable and like why would I give this up like I don't want to go back out into the dating world it's so scary out there it's huge yeah learning i
0: think it's also it's tough nowadays too i think a lot of people with dating apps and online dating and social media like you you're overwhelmed by choice So you're going to critique your partner down to the, you know, down to the pixel because you're like, well, there's a 7 billion other people on this planet and I could realistically be connected to almost every single one via the internet. So it's like, it's hard thinking, like the grass is always greener, right? And it's so much more prevalent when you see it all day on social media. Of course it's fake on social media, but a lot of people in the moment don't realize that. And just because someone you know just because someone is you know attractive on the internet or whatever doesn't mean you need to give up what you're working towards at home and working towards with your partner for sure but there definitely is a line of of are my emotional needs being met yes or no it's most likely a simple yes or no and um like is it worth it to me to you know try to help this person meet my emotional needs or should i or should i just find someone who is more willing to meet my emotional needs for sure um Do you have a piece of, like, advice you would give to someone going through a breakup or a relationship?
1: I do, actually. I like to think I have lots of advice Mm -hmm. and that I am well-versed in relationship advice. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. But... A recent one that I have stumbled upon in my sweet little brain of mine <laughs> is that the length of a relationship does not determine the intensity and how much growth came from that relationship. Like, I always thought, especially when I was younger, the longer the relationship, the better it is. So, as long as we just held on for as long as we could, like, it would just only get better as the years went <laughs> on. Uh, Obviously that is not true (laughs) and you can try all you want to force a connection with someone for years only to have it crumble and have someone walk into your life and you build this connection that like was not even close to what you had Built in the three years versus eight months like night and day difference Just yeah boggles my mind how for the longest time I really equated length with quality of love and i guess it all kind of stems back to what you were saying about if someone is not meant for you like they're not meant for you you can try to fit a circle in a square or a square in a circle <laughs> for as long as you want and at the end of the day the results are still going to be the same so yeah i think just remembering that whether a relationship you are in is a long term one or whether it was a short term one they can both equally be as detrimental or beneficial to you and your growth Like I've said in this episode, my longest relationship was about three years, but I would have to say my most meaningful relationship was under a year. And that still holds true now that we're broken up. I more frequently look back on that under a year relationship than I think about my long-term three-year one. And part of me thought that maybe I should feel guilty for that, but it is what it is, like the length of it did not determine how good and beneficial that relationship was. Yeah. Good thing to remember.
0: (laughs) It's hard to, um, it's a hard, that's a hard lesson, especially when you're young, because I feel like when you're young, you think you, like, you, you think you have more time to put into relationships you're like i might as well give it the benefit of the doubt and just keep writing it out because i'm 17 and i don't know what time is and i have no idea, no concept of time mm-hmm. but when you're 23 24 you put more effort into short-term relationships or you know, sooner on in, into the relationship because it's like you know time seems more like a pressure or a little bit more real than when you're 17 and you don't care about anything you're, there's no you're not working towards anything totally yeah
1: yeah, that is so true. I didn't even really think about it like that, but that makes way more sense. Relationships from this point onward, yeah. I feel like for both of us are going to be way more intense in the beginning yeah. than a waiting a year, two years before you kind of find your footing and how you guys are, feel around each yeah. other. And it's just a much more of a grown-up love. Yeah, um,
0: for sure. A lot of things happen quicker Which is what it when stems you're down like, to. grown up yeah 100 percent.
1: yeah our priorities have
0: real yeah and like you're you're out dating and relationships and all that stuff when you're younger you kind of create like a um like kind of a list of things you want in a person and things you maybe don't want in a person and when you're younger like you're still figuring out that list and still figuring out what you want and what you don't want and way you like when someone treats you and the way you don't like the way someone treats you and it uh it definitely like builds you up to be 24 25 with a more solid foundation of you know what you are looking for in a person
1: mm-hmm. um another piece of advice that i kind of wanted to mention during this episode which is very relevant to me and my most recent breakup um that it's okay to love someone and be in love with someone but still break up because your own personal path is taking you somewhere different. There's nothing wrong with that. In my head for the longest time, it was always, well, if you love someone, you try to make it work as hard as you can until inevitably it just doesn't work. But it's okay to call it quits when it's still good. Yeah. And in a way, I feel like that is almost ideal. (laughs) I would rather a relationship come to an end on mature and grown-up terms than have it turn into something childish and petty and nasty um and i think a lot of relationships these days especially with social media and people just have no chill (laughs) when it comes to breakups and things like that but yeah it's okay to love someone but to still put yourself first yeah above the relationship and focus on yourself professionally and personally especially in this stage of our life right now like we are both in such a pivotal stage where we are still recent graduates figuring out career-wise where we want to take things and obviously relationships we're just trying to figure out how that's going to fit into everything into our growth and into our lives right now and it's okay to step back and take a moment even if things aren't crazy changing in your life right now there doesn't have to be one catalytic. Event that causes the breakup to happen. Sometimes you can be in a relationship and be so in love and be so happy, but deep down know that you have some personal growth that you need to do on your own. And sometimes the only way to get through that personal growth is to completely cut yourself off from any other type of love and distraction. Um, and I don't mean that in like a an unhealthy way. Like obviously you have your friends and your family and surrounded by love. Like do not do not segregate yourself <laughs> alone. <laughs> To try and do growth, I think growth happens obviously a lot alone, but a lot comes from the people around you in your inner circle. Yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other
0: podcast episode. I think. um, I think knowing, like identifying in a relationship that you have personal growth to do, and you just kind of got to do it alone, um, is huge. Like I was thinking about this the other day. If someone came up to me tomorrow and fell in love with the version that I am of myself that i am today i wouldn't want to date them because i know this version of me is not who i actually want to be and it just it just goes to show that like that's how much growing i have to do and that's how much self-discovery i have to do and just know that like this version of me right now is not is not who i'm gonna be forever and it's like relationships are tough it's so tough to grow in a relationship it's possible obviously but it's so hard because you get so comfortable with the version of the person that you are because this person loves you for it and it's hard stepping away from that from that version and those characteristics that you have step into a new version of yourself not knowing if the person is also gonna love that version and that's huge Mm -hmm. and i think it's really prevalent in like toxic relationships if you're scared to grow if they won't like you um that i think that's a sign that your relationship might be a little bit toxic um and it's not unconditional love because uh, of course they would love any version of you but it's it's hard like identifying like the growth you 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 need to do in a relationship when someone's completely satisfied with with the version like you're doing it for yourself 100 percent. yep i completely agree (laughs) um i have a piece of advice i wanted to share with this podcast um episode is more advice for like healing and um you know supporting yourself through hard times and my piece of advice is to treat yourself how you would treat your daughter it's hard to do and it's it's hard um but treating yourself the way you would treat your daughter with nothing but unconditional love make sure you always have a full belly and desserts and never punish yourself for crying always make sure you have warm baths when you're sad make sure you know that you're loved no matter what and your sad days won't last forever it's hard and it's a really it's a lot easier to give that unconditional love away um but to give it to yourself is a whole other you know ballpark for sure definitely i might be so advice
1: i'm that one kind of left me speechless (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that was that just blew my mind (laughs) i if there's one thing i'm going to be taking away from this podcast today it is that quote (laughs) and that piece of advice I never in a million years would have thought to look at myself like that. Mm -hmm. No one is going to take care of yourself the way that you can take care of yourself.
0: Yeah, a million percent. And
1: when you kind of break the barrier of your brain, just like, I don't even know how to properly put this into words, but just not putting yourself as a priority, I guess, like, you are always an afterthought um is obviously not healthy but to treat yourself as if you were your own daughter or anything that you would take care Mm -hmm. of like i guess it stems from the whole date yourself era Mm -hmm. of put the effort that you would put into someone else into yourself because you deserve it and why would you give more of yourself to someone else than you would yourself yeah
0: it's um it like yeah dating yourself is a great way of doing it but it's like what does that mean do i go to dinners by myself and then i come home and be sad alone it's like no treat yourself the way you treat your daughter nothing but unconditional love don't punish yourself for feeling sad celebrate your highs you know cook yourself great meals take care of your body you know make yourself some tea bake yourself something yummy it's like going that extra step that you would do for some someone else for yourself and all those small little actions will just will just build up and you'll feel so much better
1: that is beautiful (laughs) I love that and I don't know if you have Um, any other little pieces of advice or if this is a good place to
0: I think this might be a good place to end it. I think we'll probably do a part two of breakups and relationships because we have a whole bunch of more experience and more pieces of advice and more lessons that we can dive a little bit deeper into, but this is kind of first good episode to kind of put it out there first.
1: I agree. Um, Yeah, if there's one thing you take away from this, I think treat yourself like your daughter Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and love yourself.
0: Yeah. On your hardest days and your best days, treat yourself like how you would love someone else. Jane and I wanted to before we end off this episode, thought it'd be a good idea to kind of give a, a recommendation to whoever's listening um and it might be something we're listening to, maybe it's something we cooked or baked or read. Um, or maybe it's a further piece of advice we kind of want to end off with, but it's just a little recommendation of something we've gathered throughout the week and I can go first. My recommendation, I've been recommending this book left, right, and center. This is my favorite book. I want to be buried with this book and I'm not even finished it. It is my favorite book on the planet. I, every person I meet, I bring this book up. I, (laughs) I'm taking such heavy notes from this book and drum roll this book is called 101 essays that will change the way you think this book has has truly opened my eyes to a new perspective of thinking and to life and it's it covers a lot of topics of emotional maturity and things that you know you don't really think that you're doing and maybe a little short little essay will kind of change the way you think about something you know like the title says um but I'm I'm not even done this book and I truly and am, am recommending it to every person I meet I've told my entire work about it everyone knows everyone's reading it Um, But 101 essays that will change the way you think it is A life-changing book, honestly I swear, it is my favorite book so far Yeah that's my recommendation oh my
1: goodness okay you heard it here folks uh go get yourself a copy of 101 essays that'll change the way you
0: think it's um it sounds more intimidating than it is the essays can be like a couple pages to like 10 pages they're not long um and it's really easy to pick up and read a an essay or two before you go to bed and before you know it you'll read i read all of them definitely like this will be my recommendation (laughs) For the end of time, for sure.
1: Wow, I love that. I am definitely going to go pick mm-hmm. that up this weekend and start it. Because why not? I have the
0: ebook. I I can uh, I I can send it to you. <laughs> oh, fabulous!
1: Great. <laughs> um, so my recommendation for this week is a little bit more lighthearted. It's just a song that I keep circling back to um, off of Casey Musgrave's newest album, Cross. Star-crossed. Oh, my Lord. Uh, it is such a good album. Um, it's filled with songs about breakup, divorce. Um, Casey Musgraves got divorced in 2020, in case you guys did not know. So this <laughs> album is kind of like her divorce, breakup, sound girl album. And she's got a song on there called Camera
0: Roll. Oh, my goodness. And
1: <laughs> The first time I listened to it, I had chills because it is so... True. basically it's just a song about how you can look on your camera roll and only see the good parts of what a relationship once was and it also has a couple lines about respecting and paying respect to the relationship at what it was and not wanting to delete those memories because there were good memories but you're just not ready to look at them yet and that's okay like it's okay to block parts out for your own healing process and I just think it is a beautiful song Written by a beautiful woman with a beautiful voice, go support her. Give carol a listen. Maybe shed a few tears and continue growing,
0: continue blooming. The whole album's a recommendation, honestly, it's such a good album. Mm-hmm. Such a good album. It like hits so hard, especially like when you're going through what we're going through, having a divorce album fresh and ready for you is just a beautiful yeah. like way to listen to it.
1: Perfect timing and perfect send off for this episode.
0: Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate it.
1: If you made it this far, thank you. We appreciate you. We will have more episodes coming. Um, Please bear with us as we figure out our footing when it comes to editing and technical issues. (laughs) And we promise this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. It is. I'll see you next week. We shall see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Outro music. (laughs) boom. Boom, 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 boom. 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 (laughs)